The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, Amazon Prime fail. Piercings for people who hate themselves. Mexican Captain Crunch chum. And Sesame Street racism. And now, three guys whose wives have had them upgrade their life insurance policies... Here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode five of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barese in Chicago. And I'm Dave Engel in upstate New York. Welcome back to the podcast that's more stuck for ideas than season two of Serial. Oof, Serial season two. They haven't announced what that's going to be yet, have they? No, but I read today no. that it's in the can, and it's coming out this fall, so in about two months it'll be out, and they've already... They've I don't already... think it's in the can. I think they're sweating. I think she... <laughs> what's her name? Sarah Koenig. Koenig? Koenig? Sarah Koenig is Koenig. in a room right now with the door closed, and it says, do not disturb, and inside that room is a bunch of white boards that are completely blank, and a bunch of empty composition notebooks, and like one million empty pots of coffee and donut boxes, and every once in a while, somebody from MailChimp knocks on the door... And says, uh, how are you coming on that? She, oh, I got it. It's going to be brilliant. Just, just I, I need a few minutes. And then she and just then she sits, just, the door and, yeah. sits in front of a microphone and vocal fries for 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what this episode is. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Season one was like such high drama. Oh, my God. So uh, what do they do? It's not like they can go in season two and following the recycling of a can or something for 12 weeks, you know? (laughs) Like, what in the world are they going to do that can have that same kind of drama and tension to it and that, you know, you got to get to the next episode kind of feeling to it like the first one did? Jeff went to the kitchen, the office kitchen refrigerator, and his sandwich was gone. (laughs) Who ate his sandwich? Let's check the cell phone records. Yeah, it won't work. I think they just should just keep following Adnan Syed. They might as well at this point because I feel like they're going to want to do something completely different. So they're not going to. It's not going to be about a crime. Really? I don't think I thought it, it had to be. I think it has to be about aliens. The idea is it's just a long form version of This American Life, right? It's just nine or 12 episodes in a row of the same subject matter. Overeducated white people with mm-hmm. horrible vocal tics talking about non-white people. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it could be something, I could see it being about something in the Middle East or maybe something about human rights or something about, but like, I just don't see it being another crime drama. But man, that, that sure worked I, for him last time. I bet it's about Ferguson. I'd put a hundred bucks down on Ferguson, South Carolina, and all the racism stuff that's been going on. Maybe it'll be about an asylum or a sideshow. Well, whatever it is, I hope it has a, a better ending because season one ended in, you know, it just ended with, we still don't know who did it. We still don't know, what, you know, all they did was lay everything out. So there's no conclusion to it. So at the end, you're like, well, now what? So, yeah, that was the worst ending since Tony Soprano went out for onion rings. <laughs> It's time for How to Not Beat Your Child. This week, How to Not Beat Your Child During a Tantrum. 
everyone talks about the terrible twos and it's one of those things that no one ever tells you about fatherhood kind of like how the first night bet when you get home after they're born is horrible i couldn't wait for my brother when he had his son arlo i couldn't wait for him to get home and spend his first evening with his wife and their newborn child i was so excited because it's so miserable Oh, it's terrible. You know, we we tapped out. We called in the reserves because yeah, we had been right. in. We there were complications, so we'd been in the hospital forever, and our right. parents were there. So we were like, okay, we've spent like two weeks now with our parents. We're gonna take the baby home ourselves. And we drove out of the hospital parking lot, and we were on on Lakeshore. We actually were getting on to Lakeshore Drive, and we looked back at the baby, and she seemed to be dead. So we <laughs> pulled over really fast, jumped out of the car on the side of Lakeshore Drive, pulled the baby out. Held the baby in the air, and she immediately started screaming and crying because we were holding her naked in the air on the side of the drive. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we went, oh, they – so when they close their eyes and stop crying, they're sleeping. They're not dead? So then we went home and on our cell phones on the way home called our parents, and our mothers were there in, you know, inside of an hour. And wow. I don't think we've actually had a night alone with the child yet. So lucky. Yeah, we told our <laughs> families to leave. We're like, we've got this. Thanks a lot. And uh, they drove four hours north to Syracuse. We were in New York City at the time, and it was the sun was coming up when our daughters finally fell asleep. And, uh. and I, I started having a panic attack. It was horrible. It was terrible. But that's, I liken that to how no one tells you about how bad three year olds are. Two year olds, the terrible twos, I don't understand what that's about because two-year-olds aren't that bad. No, three is a terrible age. A terrible. I think just because horrible it, age. It rolls off the tongue better. People always say the terrible twos, but uh, both of my kids, the twos were fine. But the threes is where they really ruined my life for a year. Ruined. By the way, that's the dumbest reason ever. Alliteration. Have. That's a right. terrible reason. Yeah, happy Hitler. Well, I guess he's happy now because. Uh, Happy and Hitler, they both, yeah, whatever. So I believe Sondheim called alliteration the last refuge of the desperate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fact that we would base our parenting on the fact that two words start with the same letter is a terrible reason. Yeah, I mean, well, they could have just called it the terrible threes. Yeah, they've been a lot, they've been a lot more accurate because our daughters, they have basically acted like animals for the last nine months. And it it went from... <laughs> Not being able to be around other adults and screaming and whining and crying and having fits anytime another person over four foot tall walked into a room to now anytime they want something, they just unleash the, the demon inside of them. I was tonight, I was sitting there, you know, Nick had given the girls a bath. I was working outside. I come in. She's like, I've had it. They're yours now. She went into the bedroom and shut the door. So I, you know, they're, they were hungry. So I gave them some cereal because they hadn't eaten in 24 hours. I don't know if that's unusual. No, they were just, they were hungry. So we gave them some cereal. And Cece says, I want some orange juice. And I, uh, I'm like, all right, honey, let's see what we got in there. And we didn't have any. I said, oh, well, we don't have any. And uh, I want some orange juice. <laughs> Well, uh, we don't we don't have any in the house. Not, you're getting ready to go to bed and brush your teeth. I want some orange juice. And like the worst part of it was, is she's so calm about it. Like so, 
frigidly calm and just not like serial no killer f- calm, right? You oh, know? like Ted Bundy calm right. and Christopher Walken calm, right? And <laughs> she just kept saying it, and then I want some orange juice. <laughs> We want some orange juice. <laughs> and it just, uh, and finally, I was like, well, all right, I'm, I'm leaving the room because I'm not dealing with this. And I, come on, Joey, let's go. That's the best part about having twins is when one acts insane, you just say to the other one, hey, you're my new best friend. Let's get out of here. And then oh. we just left her, in the, just left her in the kitchen. I took her up to get it, which really ticked her off. So then I'm upstairs, like, loudly intentionally like passive aggressively having a good time with joey <laughs> brushing teeth like joey good job let me smell that breath awesome honey and cece's losing her mind downstairs because i've ignored her and then you know eventually i had to console her and hold her and hug her and make her laugh and she brought but it's like it took 25 minutes uh. of my life away they did this at marshall's the other day they both flipped out because i i Need, I was buying clothes for work, and I promised them to take them to the toy section, so we were there for half an hour. But when I wanted to leave, they are like, what? We're not leaving. <laughs> we're staying here in the toy section. And that was just, you know, and then I had to carry him out yelling. But the ramping up starts, you know you've got to go all the way around the horn. Like, there's, it never de-escalates. You never start to hear the, like, we want to stay in the toys. And you can't, you can't at three. You can't tap it back down. You know, oh, nope. I'm going to say don't lose your minds. You're going to lose your minds. You're going to lose your minds all the way, and then I'm going to have to drag you out by one leg each all the way to the car, and then you're going to scream in the car, and then eventually you'll calm down and be covered in dried tears and sniffling and giggling and having a snack. Right. That'll be an hour from now. Yes. It's like when uh, the Apollo 13 had to use the gravity of the moon to whip (laughs) itself around to get back to Earth. It had they, they they were looking at the moon. They're going towards the moon and saying, "We're going the wrong way, but we have to go this way." Two hundred and fifty thousand miles away from the Earth, we've got to go the wrong way to get back home. And that's exactly what it's like. And it's like that every day. It's like that ten, fifteen times a day, if I may not exaggerate. And it's to the point now. Where, like tonight, I went to work out, and I said to my wife, listen, they're in bed. I'm going to go. And she saw me getting my workout stuff. I said, don't worry. I'm not leaving until everyone's down. If I don't, like that, they all of a sudden, tonight when I put them down, about five minutes after I put them down, Joey starts screaming and crying, daddy, daddy. Like someone's someone's peeling back the skin on her feet. And... <laughs> I go up there. I'm like, what's going on? Like, where is he? Where is he? Right. And she's like, you didn't cover me up. Oh my God. Are you serious? So I covered her up and then I covered CC up. I said, listen, this is it. So yeah, that's what I'm dealing with lately. And we're both, my wife and I are both just done. I don't understand how people with kids get divorced because it seems to bring us together. No, don't get a divorce over your tantrumy child. I mean, you, you hate your, people get a divorce because they hate their lives. You're like, oh, I've, I have a monstrous, I have a three foot tall monster in my house. So I want out of this situation. So let's get a divorce. But then you don't have a tag team partner. 
I feel like we're going to be old, like, war buddies. I feel yeah. like my wife and I will, like, get together on the weekends. Like, we won't, the house will be empty. And we won't really see each other during the week. But we'll, we'll go to the VFW together and have, like, stag beer because we both have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? Do it by doing your Amazon shopping through the portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. Just type in what you're looking for, and a little window is going to open up. It's going to take you through to Amazon. You buy what you're going to buy anyway. You don't pay anything extra. You don't sign up for anything, but Amazon knows you came through the portal, and they send us some of their profits, and we use that to keep this show on the air. Now, Amazon had its failed Prime Day the other day. Did you guys even look around was, on Prime yes, Day? Yes, I wasted over an hour. You know, throughout the day, I probably wasted 90 minutes checking in and trying to find, you know, because, of course, they made it sound like, you know, you're going to be getting TVs and laptops. and Yeah, I was going to make Black Friday or Black whatever the day after Thanksgiving is look yeah, like. Murder Murder Friday. I think those are just going to start calling it. Trample Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Trample Friday, yeah. It was going to make Chapel Friday look like a random day in April, you know, mm-hmm. and and instead it was – all they did was get terrible PR because everybody hated it. Well, the things they had on sale were mostly things that – it was just an extension of what they normally put – they have these lightning deals that they do every day. But it ranges from the weirdest things like pearl earrings to like a 16-piece Tupperware set to, um, <laughs> you know – a lot of range. Toiletries, you know, like Gillette razors. Like these aren't the things – you go for on Black Friday. And so it was just a huge failure. There was some great Twitter reaction to it. I know that I, 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 I wasted a lot of time on it. But, of course, Amazon considers it a success because overall they had higher sales, like a number of sales, not necessarily sales right, numbers. went to Amazon. Like I can't imagine what this did to American productivity. I think the government should send a bill to Amazon for what it did to the – like domestic product that day because everyone was sitting on Amazon. So since you were already there, you're like, well, I guess I'll buy some stuff because that's what we did. We bought a fire stick because we wanted a fire stick and they're supposed to be like one dollar. But of course, they ran out. So we like got into a queue for fire sticks and a week later we paid full price for one. So now we have a fire stick. And I got to tell you that it has ruined at least ruined my sleep because I went from having we already have a cable package that we don't use. Like yep. we have 10 million packages of cable. I don't have time to watch TV. I have, I'm trying to hold on to many jobs so I can buy groceries, right? So who the fuck watch? So who even can watch TV? Now I can watch every show ever, and mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of them. So then I got HBO Go, I got Netflix, and I got Amazon Prime, and I got my cable that I have 27 hours at 27 hours that I have 500 saved hours of DVR on. Mm-hmm. I haven't slept in three days because I've been staying up all night watching things on Amazon Prime and HBO Go. It, it even has video games. Last night at 2 o'clock in the morning, I was playing a Lego Star Wars game with my remote control. That's pretty good. It is pretty incredible because it drives you to just drink in the shows you would never would have watched. Like, I want to see Give Me a Break Season 2. And you'll just start watching. I want to see what Nell Carter's hair looked like Season 2 of Give Me a Break. And then you'll just start watching... Something you would never watch. Oh, I had when uh, Arrested Development Season 4 was on, I got Netflix for like a month. Yeah. And since I already had it, I was like, oh, soap. I was too little to watch soap when it was on. I wonder if soap's any good. And then I'm like six hours into some horrible 70s satire show. Oh I'm watching God. you know, Catherine Hellman and, and Richard Mulligan tell gay jokes 25 years before real gay rights. You know, it was so yeah. weird. <laughs> so what's really remarkable to me is that now that we have every show ever – 
my wife and I still can't find anything to watch together. No, yeah. Right. The, the oh, more yeah, options you wife. get, the harder it is to find something. Kelly and I can oh, never my. find anything to watch. What we need is, because we don't want to go to separate rooms, we need two TVs in the same room with, like, headphones. Headphones, and yeah. then that way we could sit next to each other and hold hands or something, but your then watch. Craftmatic bed. <laughs> our craftmatic adjustable sleep bed. Numbers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> could, but it, I, that's what it, that's that's the only way we could spend time together and watch TV together is to have two different TVs. In the well, room. we've we've gotten to hone. We've been allowed to hone our tastes in, and get exactly what we want to such an extent that it's irritating that one of us doesn't want to watch old dateline and the other one wants to watch <laughs> bojack horseman like it, it it's irrit- it becomes yeah. irritating because you're like this is exactly what i want to watch how come you can't why won't you watch the the show that meets all of my needs as opposed to 15 years ago when you would watch friends just because yeah it's friends If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Bubba Van Dam says, I was afraid without bad words you wouldn't have anything to say, but I was wrong. F-U-O-M. I had to look them up in the dictionary, but I did learn some new words to say that weren't swears. Yeah, I spent some time with a thesaurus. I've got stuff to say. It's not funny, but I still have some stuff to say. Guys, you guys had filthy, filthy mouths on our old show. It was (laughs) disgusting. Well, thanks, Bubba, and keep those reviews coming. I wonder if he's related to Jean-Claude. He's Jean-Claude Van Damme's hillbilly cousin. <laughs> he can go down into those splits, but he can't get back up. Don't spend your every minute on the web looking at Lenny Kravitz's piercings. Find us on social media. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at The Dead Test. Did I miss something? I, I saw some other comments today. Did he? Does he have a? Uh, is there something about him nude or something out there? He split his leather pants while playing the guitar, oh. and he had on no underpants, and his oh. and his little Lenny Kravitz popped out, and oh, it, little it, Lenny, it had to get away. It had to fly away, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it had a. I don't even know how to describe it. A piercing above the above the uh, member. That is there as a, uh, you know, for her pleasure. Probably can't describe this on air. It is evidently a ring with a ball on it that goes into your pelvis. This is what uh, what I don't understand. I have seen a lot of women lately with the nose ring that goes through their septum. What is that? You know, a bull has that ring. All right. I've seen a lot of women with that lately. That's terrible. That looks yeah. awful. I hated nose rings growing up, but now a little gem on the side just seems exotic and fetching to me. I guess but the so. ring that makes you look like livestock being dragged away, I don't get it. That is just a message to your dad that he screwed up. That's well, that's that my is. my one life goal is that neither of my kids either get the gauge earrings in their ear that open up giant holes <laughs> that can never close, mm-hmm. or they do not pierce a bull ring through their septum. If I can avoid those two things and pregnancy, then I've, I'll have succeeded. I was at the store today, and I, I was walking behind this woman, and... My eyes moved to her earlobes, and I could have stuck a toddler pencil through them. <laughs> and it was just just disgusting. Right, because, you know, you do the thing where you put in the bigger gauges and the bigger gauges until you have this, like, crazy National Geographic thing going on in your right. earlobes where you can, like, put your fist through the hole. Well, right. I can't imagine that someone with that setup 
thinks they're going to have that or look good with it when they're 80. So that implies that either they at some point plan on taking the gauge out and just trimming off their earlobes with nail clippers and having no earlobes, or that they are relatively sure they're going to die before they're like 50. By the way, they, it's not even 80. It's 19 and a half. Like what, <laughs> when you're doing this at 16, what do you think they're going to look like in college or at McDonald's or wherever you end up? Right, you obviously think that the only place you're ever going to work is a video store. <laughs> it doesn't smack of high expectations. Send us a comment or a question for the paternity test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our new phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. We'll be living in L.A. with your best old ex-friend, Ray. MKE Lion Tamer tweeted from Milwaukee to tell us that they have still not found the lion-like creature that was spotted roaming around Milwaukee, but now there is a cougar on the loose in Beloit, but her uh, Tom Collins was. You know what's going to be great about this? This lion is just waiting until everybody's guard's down. Mm Mm-hmm. Biding its time under somebody's porch. Yeah, this is just horror flick 101. It's just waiting until... You feel comfortable in your own bedroom. And then he's going to eat your face. (laughs) Now it's time for Eat This and That, the culinary adventures of three fat dads. This week, Captain Crunch delights. So Taco Bell ventured into breakfast, which I never I never had their breakfast. I haven't yet. I've not stooped to that point. I think we talked about it once before. If you've ever considered Taco Bell for breakfast, pretty much given up already. And I'd say this applies to this next thing I'm going to try, which is also a Taco Bell product called the Captain Crunch Delights, which I thought were just a breakfast snack, but uh, you get them all day and all night. I don't know how you describe it. It's almost like a little munchkin, like a little mini donut. I'm looking at the official, like the PR picture of this, like Google image search, and it looks like a munchkin. And then there's a cross section, but it looks like it has cream in the middle. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a – because it's like like a cereal bite, so that's like the milk, you know. Or glue. One of the two. It has milk in the middle, but it's not – but it's solid But it's like a – yeah, it's it's like an icing or a cream or whatever. Frozen milk. But it's – it's So you have Captain Crunch (laughs) – uh, on the outside and, and, you know, on the pictures and on the posters when you pass the Taco Bell, it looks like a ball of Captain Crunch. It looks like, the, to me, I love when I get to the end of a box of Captain Crunch when all the Captain Crunch powder pours out, you know, the Captain Crunch dust. Yeah, just, and it can just, just go straight up your nose. Yeah, just line it up. Line it up. Cut it. Cut it with a rail of Captain Crunch. Yep. <laughs> That's how Todd wakes up with his uh, pilot's uniform on the floor next to him, and naked woman. He's, he can't remember her name. Like in that line next to him, he lines the Captain Crunch up on her back, just <laughs> and then feeling all right. And then he goes to fly the plane upside down. <laughs> well, I, stones start playing out of nowhere. <laughs> Everything's in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. So I. I uh, so this is a deconstructed bowl of cereal. Yeah. This is an inside-out, an inverted bowl of cereal. Milk in the middle, Captain Crunch on the outside. Yeah. In ball form and sold at a taco restaurant. Sold at a taco restaurant. <laughs> and so I, I went and bought some before a recording session here. I have not tried them yet, but I thought I'd try them on air. I'd give you my review of the Captain Ooh. Crunch Delight. I keep calling them Captain Crunch Balls, but that probably didn't sound appropriate. So these are Captain Crunch Delights. Now, that for- traditional Mexican dish... Captain yeah. Crunch Delights. 
So they come in a bag. They come in, in like a little baggie, much like I don't know if you've ever gotten like the mini donuts at a, like a fair or a festival. Just a, a little donut ball, and then it's uh, or or an actual donut, and then you coat it in like powdered sugar, uh, cinnamon sugar. Yeah, Italian yeah, like a Zeppelin. You know, in the picture, it's it looks like it's the coating of Captain Crunch is surrounding the entire thing. So that's what I was expecting. So right away off the bat, I'm a little disappointed because I open up the bag, and what I see are six dough balls. Uh, with what you may be able to identify as Captain Crunch on the outside, if you knew what it, only because you know what it is. So I don't know. I just sent you a picture. I don't know if you see the picture of what I'm about to eat. Wow! But it looks, it looks like compa- hamburger patties. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. They're also not spheres. They are kind of flat, almost like a donut kind of thing. They've they. Oh yeah, they're smushed down. They're smushed down. They're I did not smush them. Disgusting looking. They look like pink fritters, which is weird because I don't think of Captain Crunch as red. They need a lot more of the Captain Crunch on the outside. I'll tell you that right away. I see some of the yellow on here. and But, you know, I, I want it to be coated. Like, it should be coated in Captain Crunch. And it is just maybe you might call it sprinkled with Captain Crunch. Like it accidentally it rubbed up against a pan that had Captain yeah, Crunch it. looks it. like a mistake. Like somebody with a Captain Crunch allergy would die, but yeah. really, it were, no one else would know there's Captain Crunch on it. So, They're leading with Captain Crunch. They're calling it Captain yes. Crunch Delights. The, They're not calling it. Pastry Delights featuring Captain Crunch. Yeah. If, if this were, if this were like an episode, a Jay-Z song. <laughs> if this were an episode of Chopped, I would say that the Captain Crunch need to, needs to be a featured ingredient. And it's hardly uh-huh. featured here. All right, so you're going to eat this on the air, huh? Yeah, why not? I did buy them about an hour ago, so, I mean, maybe... Talk- are they supposed to be warm? I, I, yeah, I'm sure they are, but... I Is mean- the fake milk in the middle supposed to be hot or cold? I wouldn't want it to be hot. What? I'm afraid that would like burn you. But I guess it's supposed to be a warm thing. I'm just gonna taste just the coating here and see if I get a Captain Crunch flavor at all. You would know. You're like a Captain Crunch bloodhound. I love Captain Crunch. So nervous. I'm getting more the so, more the oil, more the oil was fried in than Captain Crunch flavor. There's a little bit of Captain Crunch flavor, but this is not what I would call a Captain Crunch delight. Now here goes the bite. I'm gonna bite into this here. Mm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're getting fatter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, probably the sitting around for an hour didn't help, and maybe a little you, zap in the microphone. You or the donut? Well, either. <laughs> I feel like this, because it sat around for a little bit, got a little hard on the outside. <laughs> there is the, the cream in the middle. I don't know how to describe this. Why can I hear you breathing so much now? You took I one know, he's like... thing and you're wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> I think his heart's palpitating. <laughs> I can hear your blood pressure on mm-hmm. Skype. <laughs> I think he's just excited. You're giving them too much credit. Because I, what is the last time a pastry was supposed to taste bad after okay. an hour? Yeah, that's true. Never. <laughs> Here's what happened as I finished the bite. There's so much like of the cooking grease in the in the dough. Sure. That as you bite it, it just come. It just kind of. Like you're squeezing the sponge, and it just comes out into your mouth. <laughs> and it's not—it's not the icing. It's actual because it's more—it's more, it's more liquid. Oh. the actual grease, the actual cooking grease. Who needs a napkin when you've got your mouth? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is. <laughs> and I got a four pack, and they gave me six of them. Well, what we I... call a baker's quartet. <laughs> Say, you look like someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Let me explain to you how to raise children. Catch my monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, and read our paternity test blog every week at chicagoparent.com. This week, 
raising a kid who doesn't murder lions or robots. Do you like children's books? I know I do. Because now it's time for Reading Rain Cloud, where we take a look at what's in your children's books. This week, Red or Blue, I Like You. So I have this book here that we read to Viva before she went to sleep the other night. It's uh, Sesame Street book. Sesame Street's Red or Blue, I Like You. I don't know how we got our hands on it. It looks used, and there is a... It's not a sticker, but there's an emblem on this from a Dollar General store. That this was a dollar fifty Dollar General. So I don't know Sweet. how this. I hope it's not a library book. I don't know how we got our hands on this book. I'm sorry. Propag- it's, it's called Red or Blue. I like you. It's not the Sesame Street version of the Matrix or something. It is like that. Uh, what is that uh, video game? Red. Red versus Blue. It's a book about Elmo joining a Halo team. Uh, children's books are a remarkable form of propaganda. Frequently, we find ourselves reading stories to brainwash our child into having our same value system, whether it's books about like non-traditional birth methods or we had a gay couple coming over the other day. So we read her Uncle Bobby's Wedding, in which a young guinea pig learns to accept gay marriage. And this book is about racism. And I am largely Italian. I sort of identify as Italian, although I'm only really about a half Italian. My wife identifies as African American, although she's really only about half black. But we frequently read books about racial harmony to our child. As a matter of fact, we consider naming her uh, Rachel Harmony for that very reason. Uh, so now it actually seems that seems like a Ridiculous thing to do because it's doubtful that our mixed race child will grow up to be racist. But we put have a lot of books. About, <laughs> You're hedging about your race. bets, though. Anyhow, You're hedging just your in bets. case. Yeah. So in this book, but I have to take umbrage at the contents of this book. Uh, it opens with Elmo going to the pediatrician, and he Elmo's red, right? But uh, he evidently has an orange mother, and uh, he runs into a little girl who's blue as a blue father. But the dad has a big bristly mustache and a mono brow and a bow tie and mm-hmm. floppy hair and he really looks Italian in the most sort of Super Mario Captain Lou <laughs> Albano kind of way you can look. Did you mention but the he unibrow? Meets... I'm sorry, did you mention his giant unibrow? He does have a giant unibrow. Are you looking at the book right now? I, I yes. went to Amazon and, I, and there's a preview page where you see the dad. Yeah, I'm looking there at you go. Right yeah, he definitely – it doesn't say what he does for a living, but it probably involves a monkey following after him with a tin cup taking your coins, right? Right. He, he makes pizza or he saves princesses in, <laughs> in sewers. <laughs> so uh, Elmo meets this guy's daughter, Angela. So her name is Angela, and her dad looks like he makes pizzas. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they set up a play date. So they go on the play date. And Elmo goes to Angela's neighborhood, and that's where things start to get weird. Because Elmo lives on Sesame Street, but he goes to her neighborhood, and it looks, it's row houses. So it seems like it's probably inside a major metropolitan area, right? Mm -hmm. And it says Elmo's mother brought Elmo to Angela's house. When Elmo got there, he couldn't stop looking around her neighborhood. Angela, asked Elmo, how come all the monsters in your neighborhood are blue? Where are all the different colored monsters we have on Sesame Street? I don't know, Angela shrugged. Come on inside. I'll show you my room. <laughs> so he goes inside with Angela, and Angela and Elmo are playing with trains when her brother Tony walks in. And this is, I think, what I really, like, I wasn't too keyed into how screwed up this book was until Angela's brother's name was Tony. So Tony comes in with his little roughneck friends, and they've got unibrows. Do they all have, and, like, leather jackets and slick back hair? With, <laughs> yeah. 
they got cigarettes rolled up in their in their uh, t-shirts, <laughs> snapping their fingers. <laughs> and he says, and his, the first word he says is "Hey, hey," which seems weird for a Muppet. We're walking hey, over here. He says, Do you guys <laughs> want to come watch Super Monster with us? No thanks, Elmo and Angela said at the same time. I thought all red monsters loved that show, Tony said. No, said Elmo. Elmo prefers to play with trains. <laughs> so now Elmo's already teaching a lesson about racism to Tony and Angela, the clearly Italian Muppets, and their gang. So now <laughs> we're getting into – he's getting along with Angela, so we're getting into like Muppet Bronx tale here. Later he meets uh, Muppet Chaz Palminteri who teaches him crime. And here's <laughs> – Here's where I know that there's a weird agenda to this book. The mom comes in and says, I hope you like spaghetti, Elmo. So Mama Blue Monster comes in. She serves spaghetti. The brother Tony and his gang are sitting there. Elmo says he likes spaghetti. And then Tony, the racist brother, says, So you red monsters like a lot of the stuff that we blue monsters do? I thought all red monsters like to eat, you know, red monster food. And uh, Elmo says, Red monsters eat all kinds of food. Except maybe Brussels sprouts. So the book's take is clearly pro-diversity, but anti-Italian and anti-Brussels sprouts. Yeah, it's assuming that the you know Tony's parents have never exposed him to any other color monster but blue. He's only allowed to play with blue monsters and eat with blue monsters and hang out with blue monsters. So- yes, he's in this Italian Muppet ghetto yeah. where you don't meet anybody else. You just eat spaghetti and... Watch good fellas. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, shot it's all the foot bringing a drink to Muppet Joe Pesci. Right. It's, it's also they uh, don't. What's interesting is that they don't want to associate. And I understand because Elmo is a brand, but they don't want to associate any other color of Muppet with any other race. But Italians are on the table. Right. <laughs> right exactly. you know what I mean? uh, that's fine. Let's make them Italian. Uh, there's no one's going to get offended. They could have eaten, well, potatoes are Irish. I'm trying to think of a food that is not associated. I mean, they went Tony, Angela, unibrows, and spaghetti. Like, they went Italian with this. Is there a way that they could have made this, like, vague or even waspy? Well, they didn't have to identify any kind of culture or race. They could have just said red and blue. You don't have to identify the blues as a race. It is interesting that we're supposed to all look at each, like, the parents are supposed to look at each other and wink. The racism towards the Italians is an inside joke to the parents. Hey, check out how funny this is. They figured out a way to tell us a joke while we're teaching our children that they shouldn't make jokes about this. <laughs> yeah, because Italians only eat spaghetti and only hang yeah. out with other Italians. That's right. <laughs> and it, I, I'm sure you guys have experienced this, where you're too far into a, when you realize that a children's book that you're reading at bedtime is horrible, but you're too far into it to put it away. Just yeah. go ahead and yeah. try to close the book and put it aside halfway through when you're reading your kids a bedtime story. I became an expert at skipping pages in those long books that Ellie would want me to read, and I'd figure and then, until she got smart enough to realize I was skipping pages. But until she was about, I don't know, four or so, she didn't really she she wasn't she wasn't wise to it. But I could yes. turn I could turn a twenty page book into an eight page book easily. Yeah, <sighs> easily. Just make up your you own know, story. Guys, me bonkers because i'm a librettist is uh when you get a book you know because when you're reading a book that rhymes or is written in meter you get your little rhythm going because you're reading it out loud yeah and then you realize that the meter's off or an extra foot gets stuck in there (laughs) and it's like 
riding a bike as fast as you can and then hitting a giant crack. You, like, flip off the handlebars of that book and splatter all over the sidewalk. <laughs> well, and so in the last book, a new family moves in, and all the different monsters run over to see who they are and if they should be friends with them. And it looks like it's a... I guess they don't mention it, but on the last page, you see Big Bird, Bert and Ernie, Grover, Telly, Elmo, and his little Italian friend, and they're looking at the new family, and the new family has a red mom and a blue dad. I actually didn't notice this when I was reading the Book of Eva, but a biracial monster family moves in at the end, and Angela learns, like, before this, before she met Elmo, she would have spit right on that family. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> she might spit on him whenever he leaves. That's true. I don't want to read the sequel to this book, because I don't know if she's being... Uh, I know. Or not. Uh, you can't trust those Italian Muppets. My dad says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's too, still too young to have her own thoughts on this. This is all what mom, but she overhears mom and dad saying at the dinner table. Wait till she learns that one boy monster can marry another boy monster. Oh, she's going to lose her mind. Well, folks, it's time for another episode of The Paternity Test to go for a nighttime bike ride in a black tracksuit. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test, like us on Facebook, and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com, and call our voicemail at 657-BAD-DADS. And tell your friends about the show, please, and make us an offer we can't refuse, an offer of free money and our donation link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember, Captain Crunch Delights from Taco Bell can be a part of a balanced breakfast if you're trying to balance tooth decay, heart disease, and gastrointestinal distress. And until next time, good luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 